Hey all, welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I'm Darren, I'm your host. Today I got a couple of great guests. I have Mike Lashardi and Jason Logsdon from the International Sous Vide Association. They've been on before and we're going to talk about the ISVA and the Sous Vide Summit for 2020. I'll be right back with Mike and Jason. Smoking, grilling, getting hot and hotter, sous vide and chilling from fire and water. Hey all, this is Darren and I want to take a minute to talk to you about Masterclass. I just signed up for Masterclass and I can tell you what, it's well worth it. Masterclass is where you can learn how to cook from Gordon Ramsay. You can learn how to sous vide from Thomas Keller. You can learn how to make Texas barbecue from Aaron Franklin himself. All these classes are available on Masterclass plus many more. Masterclass has great video content, interactive assignments, social interaction with the Masterclass community, all for just one fee. You can either buy each individual class for $90 each, or you can sign up for the annual pass which gives you access to all their classes for just $180. And that's what I signed up for. Check it out, guys. Masterclass has some of the best online training you can find. Check it out, guys, in the link below. Masterclass, amazing. Now on to the show. Welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I'm Darren. I'm your host. And today we have a couple of great guests that have been on before. We have Mike Lashardi and Jason Logston. They are part of the duo of the International Sous Vide Association. Uh, Jason is, also has amazing food made easy. And Mike is, in his own right, the president of the International Sous Vide Association. Am I correct? Close. Jason's president. I'm CEO. I don't want oh, to step you, on his toes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're the you're the big boss, and he's the little boss. Let's just. I have that. to take every <laughs> chance to uh, exert my authority. <laughs> okay, Jason. Let's uh, introduce yourself. Let these people know who you are, where you're from, and all that, and uh, then we'll get on to Mike. Well, I'm Jason Logston, uh, like Darren said, with the ISVA, and also Amazing Food Made Easy. I'm living in lovely Brooklyn right now, which is enjoying springtime here, even if the only time we can get out of the house is to walk dogs and restaurants may never be open here again, feels like sometimes, but uh, I'm just an adventurous home cook who likes exploring everything from blow torches to sous vide and whipping siphons to spherification. So I'm excited to be on here again and chatting with Darren as always. And you got a backmaster in your uh, office. So that's uh, pretty good. So. Yeah, my, my office is also my uh, my kitchen. You can see the, uh, <laughs> it's very, very high tech we have here in our, our very spacious uh, New York apartment. Yeah, uh, well, space is a commodity there in New York. I know even the hotel rooms there are very, very tight. So it's yes. not, I love New York City, but um, I don't know if I want to live there. I love visiting there. We go up there at least every couple of years and, and love uh, having an adventures up there, but so I wouldn't want to be up there right now, not with all this that's going on. All right, so uh, Mike Lashardi, let's. Who are you? Yeah. Where are you? Let's, let's get all that. So uh, I, uh, I'm the, one of the co-founders, of course, with Jason, uh, CEO of the ISVA. Uh, my background's in events, uh, conferences. I'm an event strategist. Um, so I had this idea a couple of years ago, and thank God, Jason didn't think it was a horrible idea and agreed to partner with me on this and uh, just been a blast. I live in Baltimore. I have two little kids. Um, my wife is a physician, just finished her last day in the, the COVID ward uh, yesterday. So I'm grateful for that. Wow. And uh, you know, we're, we're same as everybody else, just waiting for things to open back up a little bit. Now, how long did she have to uh, be in the COVID ward there and how many people were in it? So she's just, uh, she's got another year in residency. So her rotation was, I uh, think about, this one was about two weeks, uh, but she's been in and out over the last, you know, month or two kind of covering. Um, for the most part, they've kept, she, she's had some extra time off, which has been nice as they were trying to uh, conserve the workforce, which sounds great, but it also sounds like, you know, we don't want everybody to get sick all at the same time. Um, 
but uh, yeah, it's been it's been busy. I think her hospital has about three floors full of the COVID ICU and um, a lot of just heartbreaking stories coming out of there right now. So um, thoughts are with definitely all the families who've been affected. This is a, a horrible, just a horrible thing that, that our whole world's dealing with right now. And I don't think a lot of us, and I know me and my wife, like I just told you guys earlier, we both work from home. And so we don't really get out to see what's going on. And we don't know a lot of people that have been affected by it, you know, personally. I mean, we all have been affected by it, but I mean, anybody that has it or has been hospitalized for it or anything. But um, uh, I know that it is devastating, all the stuff that's going on. So, So you got in you're in event planning. So it was kind of natural for you to put together this, this, uh, the international civil association in these events, but how did you get into involved into, uh, CV cooking? Uh, it's funny. My, my mother-in-law gave me a circulator. Uh, it's actually a Sansair back when, uh, they were at Sir Latab. And I still joke with my wife that it's the best physical gift anybody has ever gotten me <laughs> like actual tangible present. Um, that was, I think, for Christmas of 2014, uh, and I've always been into cooking, and, you know, it's just another another gadget on the list to try out, and I think it took me about two steaks to fall in love with it, and just start pushing the boundaries of it, got one of Jason's books, that's really what got me started, um, and got into his Facebook group, and then fast forward a couple of years, and I was like, you know, we really need to, like, I'm an event planner and I really love bringing people together and there's a great community here, but we don't have an opportunity to actually get together and cook together and talk shop and, you know, build new friendships. Uh, And so I reached out to Jason, uh, not knowing him, but knowing who he was because he was my, my uh, teacher through his books. And uh, gratefully he answered the Facebook message and what I think it took us about two weeks to get an LLC together and decide uh, from from first call on, this was this was you know the dream that uh, that we were going to go after. So it wasn't just starting the ISVA, but it was also starting your relationship as friends. So you didn't really know each other too much before that. Probably just from maybe the Facebook group and like you said, you read some books of his. Probably followed his website and all that. Yep. So so what did you think of this, Jason? When this this guy uh, you know probably Facebook messaged you and said, "Hey, let's do this." I figured there was like a probably 50-50 that it was a scam, you know, just reaching out. <laughs> I kept waiting for him to say like, yeah, we can get this conference going. I just need a check for, you know, like five grand and we'll, we'll get it, get it going. And then eventually I was like, if this is a scam, it's just the most drawn out worst planned scam in the history of, of scams. So I finally came around and it was definitely kind of a surreal experience being at the conference last year. There was like, yeah, this was, you know, random dude reached out to me on Facebook and here we are with 150, you know, 160 sous vide enthusiasts, amazing speakers and presenters, and just having a, an entire weekend of great time. And, you know, Mike and I have become good friends now. And, you know, it's, uh, it's been a, quite a journey. And I'm really looking forward to the conference again this year that it's not gonna be able to be in person, unfortunately, but doing it virtual and a lot of the good speakers coming back, adding some amazing speakers like yourself, sir, should be good. And just really looking forward to sharing some more sous vide fun again. So you, 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 you kind of pulled the bandage off, you know, really fast and did the first one. Uh, From what I understand, I mean, I talked to a lot of people, I interviewed some of the people that were, uh, participated in it, and everybody I talked to actually had a great time, loved it. Uh, we're looking forward to the next one. How, behind the scenes, though, how stressful was it? How, how, how hard was it to get that first, you know, sous vide summit off the ground and, you know, just have it be successful? There's a ton of work. There's, <laughs> there's a whole lot that went into it, and Mike and I were both really busy for the whole we basically had, I think, 15 months to plan it and get the sponsors on board and convince them of stuff. And it was funny because people like at the conference kept coming up to me because I was emceeing and I was out there a lot. And they'd say like, where, where are the power cords? I, go, I don't know. Ask Mike. Where is this? I don't know. Ask Mike. Like there was so much behind the scenes details and coordination that he handled from start to finish that it was really amazing just 
you know, how much he had done that I didn't even need to be involved in that he put me in front of a lot of the sponsors and a lot of the speakers and kind of in front of the attendees. And he handled almost all of the logistics of the entire conference on his own. So well, Mike, I so Mike, you've done, you do this for a living. How different is it for doing it for somebody else than doing it for something that you actually started and built yourself? You know, I mean, there, there's a certain stress that comes with it because, you know, at the end of the day, you're the one writing the checks. Um, but, but overall, it was just fun. I mean, I love this work. I, there's a reason that I do what I do. I love the business and I love food. And so marrying the two um, w was just natural. And, you know, if, if there's one regret, it's that I only got to go to one session at my, my own conference, um, which, which we're, you know, working on. Um, gratefully, we've had some awesome people step up uh, since the last one who were there who said, look, we want to help. Uh, we want to be a part of this. But, you know, that, that was sort of Jason and I really the conversation going into it is, look, we got to divide and conquer. I can't be everywhere. You can't be everywhere. And this is my deal. And, you know, you're great with people. So let's, uh, let's just kind of make it happen, make it awesome, and then we'll troubleshoot it after and figure out, you know, what we need to change for next time. And I'm sure it's, it being the first one, it's always going to be, you want it to go off without a hitch and you want to have hands-on a lot more than once you get a few of these under your belt and you get people that do step up and want to help you and you know, are willing to help and you, you have more uh, confidence that it's going to go off no matter what you do. I think, I think it's going to be better. It, it kind of stinks that uh, this year we're having to do it virtually because I was really looking forward to come up to San Francisco and participate, but um, it's another thing that's going to make you better down the road, I guess. Yeah. Well, and you know, to your point, um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't, you know, mention just all of the, the people that did support us the first year. I mean, as far as first year, I've, I've fortunately or unfortunately done a lot of first time events. I have a lot of new clients that like to kick stuff off and they are always incredibly stressful. And I'll say as a first time event, it went off pretty darn smoothly. I mean, uh, I think the worst thing that we had happen was one of our keynotes couldn't make it because the airlines canceled us flights and there were no other options to get in. And I, I, I think in general, it went really well. It, the, the marketing process was, was great. People were able to come. And a lot of that is due to the people that really supported us at the beginning. If you look on our website, uh, people like you who are part of our advisory committee and, and really helped shape this vision and helped to add credibility. I mean, you know, Jason has a lot of credibility in this market. I'm just some random dude. So I, uh, to have people like David Petransic from PolyScience and have a James Brichon and Scott Heimendinger and all of these like huge names. AJ like, from Crea. AJ and Gerard both. I mean, the, the Crea team in general, they, they, I think they had eight people there and they just killed it. I mean, they, they were far and above the best food team I've ever worked with in an event. Um, so I think without, Without all of that, it would have been a much different story, but we had a ton of support and, you know, people believed in the concept and, and believed that we could pull it off and we did together. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah, we were really lucky that the, we had some great sponsors come on board, but then the people, like sponsors are one thing, they're companies. And as you know, Darren, you work with a lot of, of brands, like they are their own kind of thing, but the people that work with the brands and are the ones you have to interface with, they can be very different than the brand. And we were really lucky at the conference that the people that we worked with that showed up from the brands were amazing. You know, Eric Villegas from Backmaster. And um, we had, you know, David Petransic was great talking to everyone. AJ, we had uh, Vesta was there. And there's all these people that could, that are competitors and their, their companies are competitors, but they really just got together and had a good time. And it was a very friendly kind of, interface with everyone it was just great to see people from you know from different circulator manufacturers just getting together and hanging out and having fun yeah yeah and you had some people show up i mean as speakers that normally take you know money to show up to speak that you know i don't know if you did but i doubt that you know some of these people actually you had to pay to come they were just excited to come and speak 
yeah, yeah. we were really lucky that some people, you know, waived their fees and they came out and, you know, we were a new conference. We couldn't afford to pay people and to have people like James Pichon come out and it was, you know, Meathead, you know, flew out on his own dime to do a big presentation and, you know, sear steaks and just all these people were excited for the conference and came out and their enthusiasm really showed through at the conference itself because everyone just had a good time. And, you know, the people we had there, you could very easily see them step up on stage for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, give their presentation and leave. But they didn't. They hung out. They went to the receptions. They pitched in at the receptions. They chatted with people. You know, they'd sit down in a corner and have a conversation about some nuances to sous vide with uh, one of our attendees. And they didn't have to do that, but they were just generally excited to be there, which was great. Yeah. I think the a lot. I know I talked to like Meathead and some of the others that were just generally very interested in what was going on. And I know that you know Meathead told me he was at every you know, speakers event and writing, taking notes and, and learning, you know, cause kind of like me, you know, we're, we're people like us are like that where we like to learn new things and, you know, it's fun for us and we like to experiment and try new things. So people like us are, you know, that's what we do. We just go, we get excited about something. We want to learn more about it and we go and we'll, we'll go to these kind of things and people look at us cross-eyed, you know, like you had to, you went to that and you, you know, didn't have to, you know, like it wasn't for work or something. It's like, yeah. no, you know, I like this kind of stuff. So. Oh my gosh. He stood out there in 400 degree heat for four hours searing steaks with three, like 1200 degree chimney starters. Um, uh, you know, it, he, he was a rock star for sure. But um, you know, and, and talking about a lot of this, this is why we kind of held off um, on making the decision on what, what we were going to do. Ultimately, we, we just felt like we had to go virtual for safety. We didn't want to put anybody at risk. Um, and all of our focus on building this event is how can we not lose those aspects of it? Because certainly being in a virtual environment is different than being in person. Um, and there are some limitations, but it also opens up other other options. So one of the cool things we're talking about is having some of the chefs do uh, cook along lunches. So we'll send out the ingredient list in advance, let you know kind of what you got to pre-cook um, or get in the bath that morning. And then you'll be able to choose, hey, do I want to go to this room with this chef, this room with this chef, and be able to make lunch together. So still enjoy the high quality food, even though we're not, you know, all together in one place. So let's talk about the, the uh, 2020 um, virtual summit now. Yep. Is, is it, it going to be a mixture of live events and pre-recorded events? Is it, you know, how, how, I know you're probably still in the process of planning it and trying to get it all together, but what is your vision of how this is going to go about? The majority of the, of the presentations and demos will be live. We have some speakers that are interested that you know live in Australia and whether or not we can convince them to wake up at three in the morning to do a live presentation for us is we'll see about that. But the majority of people will be doing their presentation live. There'll probably be snippets of video you know, in their presentations just to highlight different things so people can see it a little bit better. But we like having our speakers on there. We're leaving one of the feedback we got last year was there wasn't enough time for questions when you have these ex experts on there. So we're leaving more time for questions. We're going to be taking them from people watching these, the presentations live and, you know, me or Lennis Perez will be on there and we'll be doing, um, we'll be um, kind of moderating and grabbing uh, questions out of the crowd and sharing that with people. So it should be a live interactive experience the entire time. Yep. So there it is on the screen, going virtual, the ISV sous vide summit, ISVA sous vide summit. Um, check it out at the, the isva.org and the, the 2020 summit is listed. And so you can also look and see what happened in the 2019 summit. So, uh, and if you go to just sous it'll take you right there. So it's a little easier than having to remember our, our moniker. So you have a couple, uh, pretty amazing guests on. So I see Kenji there in the middle. Is he planning on doing a presentation or? Yeah, he's planning to participate. Uh, we're, we're still working out the specifics of what his presentation is going to look like, but he's planning to be involved uh, as a presenter in some capacity. Uh, Master Chef Rich Rosendale, super excited to have him there as one of our keynotes. 
and of course James Brisson um, coming up and uh, he was so no, bummed. No plane problems. No yeah. plane problems this year. He has no excuses. So. Exactly. You know, I also have to say I was pretty amazed last year. He opened a restaurant two weeks before our summit, and that he was still willing to come and and I mean, so bummed when it didn't happen. That was pretty pretty mind blowing. By the way, his restaurant is fantastic. I got to eat there a couple of months ago, and it was uh, it's in Pensacola. Um. But yeah, them uh, them being able to come, uh, Gerard and AJ coming back from uh, uh, from Crea and Cuisine Solutions. Our title sponsor this year uh, for the virtual is Everage, um, and they are going to uh, send Michael Kelly, one of their uh, their lead executive chef, and uh, he goes around teaching sous vide all over the place. So he's going to be one of the presenters. Of course, Meathead, you'll be there. Jason's trying to get me to do something, but I'm trying to to save y'all from having to worry about that so <laughs> eric villagas from yes. backmaster will be there he was he was probably one of my favorite people i met at the conference he's just full of energy he's full of yeah, energy so yes. energy and he's so nice and just enthusiastic he he was great so i'm really excited for him to come back dave petranzik one of the most knowledgeable yeah. cooks that i've ever met will be there again uh yeah. doing at least one or two presentations and a lot of a lot of big names so it should be a I'm looking forward to learning a ton. Yeah. And, you know, being that it's virtual, it actually gives people, we're, we're having more sessions this year, um, partially because it's virtual, we're inviting more. So, I mean, that was one of the things that we were really happy with last year was the diversity of the content. Um, and I think, you know, talking about like Meathead going through and taking notes and, and a lot of people, there was a lot of diversity. There's a lot of different content. And we're still keeping that the same. We're, we're going to be able to offer even more this year. So, um, Chris, Chris and Paul, the pie guys are coming yes. back to do a, a custard pie. This They're going to do a sous vide custard pie this year. Um, they just did, uh, they just did one and I think it was the pina colada pie. It wasn't sous vide. Um, but they, they have just such inventive mixes and they always win best in show for, for something. Their uh, their cherry pie best cherry pie in the U.S. last year at one at the national pie championships and they were willing to put that in our cookbook so that was awesome. Yeah, they they were on my podcast too. They were a couple of great guys. So yeah. yeah, I got their book too. Yeah, it was uh, it, they they had some really really amazing pie recipes in there. But you're also going to have some new people on like my my favorite couple that I've I actually started following about six months ago and they've grown really quick is Carmen and Kevin Co. Um, from kind of cooking. Yep. Uh, yeah. those, those I actually just had a call with them this afternoon, uh, a video yeah. call, just chatting and talking. They're so fun. I'm so excited that they're going to be able to be a part of this. Yeah. They're going to be really big. I mean, I, I started watching their videos when they first started and I, I told them, I said, you know, you guys got it. You know, you just, Put put Carmen on the videos every time, though. You got to have Carmen. <laughs> I told Kevin, I said, because yeah, he put his picture on the thumbnail. And I said, you got to put Carmen on there. She <laughs> makes these goofy faces that you just want to click on it. So, but um, they're, they're fun to watch. They're a couple of great. You're going to have Lloyd, uh, Lloyd Capuccio yeah. on. Um, yep. I love Lloyd. He, he goes deeper into some of the, you know, minutiae of sous vide than anybody I ever know. And I just like, watching him and reading his blog and and talking to him about some of the stuff that he does i mean he does stuff that i don't i don't want to take the time to do yeah <laughs> yeah he blows my mind i mean the guy was an air traffic controller and he just the level of detail that he has on stuff and the enjoyment that he gets out of like all of the scientific testing uh, it's it's fantastic it's a lot of fun to watch yeah, I like having him on the podcast because he, he can go down deep to, like I said, he, he takes the time to do stuff that I don't want. I just, I love doing what, you know, what I do, but I don't love it that much where I, <laughs> I, I want to, you know, write a 12 page blog going into the, every single detail and, and doing yeah. it eight different ways from Sunday. But um, yeah, but he, uh, His he ice loves, cream is also, also yeah. fun, fun to watch. So yeah. And uh of course, any conference wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be complete without uh, Kevin Liddell uh, yeah. speaking, and I'm sure trolling the comments um, of all the other speakers. So. Hi, Kevin. You'll enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Kevin loves attention. So <laughs> the snarkiest voice in sous vide cooking. He, he is exactly. Um, he's always he's always behind you, going, "Oh yeah, you know." 
exactly. Um, Allie Romero, too, is going to be a lot of fun from Allie's Elegant Eats. Uh, she's a Bay Area local and a big food blogger. She does a lot of stuff with Food Network. Uh, and just in the brief time that we've known her, it's just been really fun to kind of get to know what she does. And uh, I'm really excited for to, to see what she comes up with as far as the presentation. And you got uh, Erica Turk, too. So, um, yes, yeah, she's, she's a... a <laughs> she, I think she wins the award for most hassled by TSA every week because she like flies with packages full of beef and salmon and, you know, gets stopped every single time. Why, why are you carrying on 80 pounds of chuck roast uh, right. or whatever? So, um, and uh, Cole's coming back from Anova as yep. well. Yeah, that's <laughs> ah, Cole's all right. <laughs> Steve Royball is another one that I'm pretty excited about. I don't know if you guys have seen him uh, posting around. He he has a supper club, but man, his plating is just on point. And I think he's going to do some demos on on different plating accents and just a home cook that's fallen in love with you know making his food look awesome. And yeah. I also have a uh, an inside track that um, everyone's favorite exotic meat chef uh justice stewart uh is he's committed to coming back but he might have to record his ahead of time or do it remotely because apparently it's his birthday weekend and he has a fishing trip to maine planned fishing for shark so he might do a remote location fishing for shark and then sous vide it type oh, of no. combination <laughs> demo <laughs> Coming live from a boat in the middle of the main waters. Uh, but that could be fascinating to see him uh, talk about shark and cooking that up. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds like fun. I know he loves doing the exotic stuff. I mean, I, I, I watch him all the time. You know, he'll post some stuff on Facebook and um, some of that stuff that he cooks. It's like, I wouldn't even have thought of cooking that, but okay. <laughs> yeah. you know, it doesn't sound good to me, but you know, hey. Some people are more adventurous than others. So, you know but, what else impresses me about him, though? Like, if you get his his book is great as well, um, mastering the art of sous vide cooking, and he just has this palette for like world cuisine. He has this desire to explore. And that's a lot of what I like to do when I travel. Is like you experience culture through food, right? And he just has this this ability to pull recipes from different cultures and, and really explore uh, what makes them unique. And, and that it's a lot of what I've taken out of his book. So um, I'm always excited to hear him. He's just, he's also just a fun guy to, to hang around with and hear talk. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And he, he, like I said, he's, he's always got some kind of weird stuff that he likes to cook, but it's always fun to watch. And he plates amazingly too. Some of the stuff you go, wow, look at that. So, yeah. I mean, but, Never uh, thought of eating ostrich, but when it looks like that, maybe I would try. I've, I've had ostrich before, but I mean, he, he, he does some other stuff that you're just like, oh, okay. I think the, <laughs> the most wild one, and, and I love game, I love adventurous meat, but the, I think the, the wildest one I've seen him do was the uh, Sichuan style jellyfish. I didn't even know you could eat jellyfish, but, but that's on his blog. That, that one's pretty, pretty intense. Jellyfish is shockingly crunchy. I had no idea until after Justice talked about that, we went out to uh, a Chinese restaurant here in the city and it was specific to a provenance that eats a lot of jellyfish. And so they had two different jellyfish preparations on the menu. And so we tr got it and it was different. It, I, I don't think I enjoyed it, but there's, there's definitely an unusual texture and taste that I couldn't really compare it to anything else I've ever had. Well, now I know where I'm eating next time I come to New York. Yeah. Jellyfish. Mm, mm, mm. Put it on a little <laughs> toast with peanut butter, right? Hey, yeah. Darren, could you smoke that? Yeah, I could probably. <laughs> it's like octopus, you know, it's good on the grill, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I bet you some cold smoked jellyfish. There's an application for that. Yeah, <laughs> going to have to try that out. All right, so let's talk about what else is going on. So we got the International Sous Vide Summit coming out and uh, it's going to be virtual what what are the dates for that now august 21st through the 23rd and i will have that um, listed you know in the description below as well so awesome now you got some other stuff coming out so who wants to talk about the other things you got coming down the, the pike for the uh, international sous vide association 
You want to talk about the uh, the, you're, you're the you're the brains of the of the, <laughs> the network, Mike. So why don't well, you I don't know. I think this was your that. your brainchild, but we just wrapped up uh, yesterday our first recipe contest, which is pretty exciting. Uh, it was sous vide comfort foods, and we got a bunch of great submissions. That I know, Darren, you've already been through them. You're one of our judges, uh, but there's a lot of really good looking food there, and uh, I had a really hard time going through and narrowing down my list. So. Um, you know, it'll be, it'll be exciting where our judges are working on it this week. And then that's going out next week for a live vote on Facebook. So watch our page, uh, facebook.com slash the ISVA. And uh, we'll have voting up there um, probably in about a week. Um, but then we're doing, we're going to try to do these monthly, at least for the, the next few months, because they're fun and Give us something to do in, in the quarantine time. So starting June 1st, we're going to have a sous vide barbecue um, contest. So that's the next one. And uh, that'll give you guys about a week to get some extra prep before we put it on Facebook. So there's a little throw in for Darren's podcast listeners there. Yeah, that'll work. Sous vide barbecue is going to be fun. So the other big thing we have coming down is uh, we're just opening up our new network for sous vide enthusiasts. We're trying to build a community, kind of more interactions for the people that are at the conference and people from the Facebook groups that can come together and you know share recipes, talk about sous vide, get a lot of benefits to um, you know some perks for the conferences, discounts, some VIP access to some of the speakers. And so we're trying to build out some of that stuff, which um, will hopefully provide a lot of, a lot of information. And really, we're focused on you know providing a community for sous vide enthusiasts. Yep, absolutely. And uh, you know that's where we'll host. We already have all the uh, audio recordings in there from last year's uh, summit for most of the sessions. Um, so that's where we'll we'll host that. We'll be able to host the recordings from, um, from this year's conference and you know, have some special VIP talks with some of the all-star sous videos that uh, come to the conference, just little Q&A sessions. And um, we're doing some of those on Facebook currently. Uh, and, and Jason's been taking the, the head on those. So we just did uh, one with Dave Petranzik uh, last week. And uh, we've got, I don't know if we have the next one on the calendar yet, but they're, they're coming in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we, I've been chatting with a few different people. So I know Darren has talked about coming on. Um, Justice is coming on, and I've talked to a few other. AJ has expressed interest. So we're got some big names coming up, and it's a fun time. Dave and I made some smoked smoked daiquiris and then chatted sous vide for a while. So it's uh, always an interesting time and enjoyable. There's a lot more interest coming up, I think, in the last six months now. There's a lot more um, innovation coming into the sous vide cookers. Um, there's more... Um, you know, with that more interest, there comes more um, companies that are offering CV, not just the cheap Chinese knockoffs. I'm talking like with Vesta, you know, coming out with a full product line aimed more at the home cook. Yep. Um, you know, I, there's more interest in some of the bigger vac sealer companies that have been concentrating mostly on, you know, the commercial side that are starting to, you know, see that there's a lot more, uh, the vacuum sealers get a lot more action now because of sous vide cooking, you know, people are looking at vacuum sealers more than they did, you know, yeah. food savers, you know, have been around and seal a meal and all that have been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but you know, not as the, now that people are seeing they can use it for sous vide. I think it's getting more and more of them in, in people's homes. And, you know, I've seen chamber sealers. Now you can get a good home sized chamber sealer, you know, for five, 600 bucks. Yeah, um, that's not taking up your whole, you know, counter like the backmasters do. So, yeah. I mean, I just I'm I'm seeing a lot more interest, and I think sous vide is driving a, a lot of that, and um, more people wanting to cook. And this, I think, this pandemic has helped with that as well. I, I saw a lot more traffic come through the uh, Facebook group and Absolutely. even my my YouTube channel and all that, just from people wanting to learn because they got nothing else to do, right? Yeah. It's been a hard time, but there's, you know, it's like everything. There's always silver lining. There's always benefits. There's always good things that come out of the the hard times. And um, I know even for myself, I mean, I've got a lot going on. I've had a lot more time to, to cook for the family. And um, I know a lot of families are in that same kind of, kind of place. And 
had to be a little more creative because we're trying not to go to the grocery store, you know, every day, um, which I kind of missed. That was, that was sort of my, my free time. I go at nine o'clock at night, you know, <laughs> go shopping when the store was empty. Um, but you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of focus that, that we've been able to do. There's a lot of uh, just time to talk about other projects. The community, um, which is called Champions of Sous Vide, is something we've talked about, but you know, hey, when was that gonna happen? Well, look, we were given this perfect time to roll this out and, and with all of the separation and the distancing, uh, we really want that to be a place that can bring people together. And I mean, I, got, I actually, as few sessions as I went to, I made some great friends at the first summit. Like there, there's power in getting together. And that's really, I think, what the hope for the community is, is just to build relationships and new friendships and, and all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's given us time to focus on, on I think, what's important in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, uh, when getting back to what you said, since people are, you know, home, locked down, they're they're pulling stuff out of their freezer that they haven't you know seen in a long time or they're trying to find the stuff in the cupboard and and figure out different ways to cook it and different menus to try because can't go to restaurants you can't go out and try something new i mean so they're having to cook home a lot more and um so i found it jason have you found that your book sales or your website traffic and 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 the facebook group has gone up since then too yeah the website traffic really has the book sales, not quite as much. I think there's a lot of uncertainty out there about, you know, jobs and, you know, financial stability. So there's been a little less book sales, but there's been our, you know, I have a, the free email course, the sous vide quick start. And a lot of people are taking that. We've seen that really jumps, uh, jump up a lot and tons of, tons more web traffic. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, it, it's like you said, uh, Mike, it's, it's, there's always a silver lining to this. And um, I think that, uh, you know, once people start and they get hooked, like we have, you know, I got hooked on CV. It was just like lighting a fire, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think people get excited. I've seen a lot more people come in my, into my Facebook group and they're just excited. They're, you know, they got their first CV, you know, they got the people are going out and buying all the equipment, even though, you know, it is tough times right now, but, you know, Subi doesn't. You don't have to go out and buy the most expensive equipment to get started. That's the good thing about it. You can use a stock pot and a, you know, yeah. a sixty dollar cheap Subi unit nowadays. You don't have to spend like when they, you know, or first uh, came out. You know, five six hundred dollars. Yeah. You know? A lot of the manufacturers, though. I mean, Innova just had that great sale, and I have. Oh yeah. I can't tell you how many <laughs> I sold at least three or four of those units in this this one group I'm a part of, and they were like. Oh man, I'm saving half. Now I can spend that money and I'll buy the the container. I'll buy the sealer. I'll, you know, we just got outfitted for what we would have bought before. So um, it's definitely, even this period of time, I think has made it more accessible in, in some ways, you know, for that as well. Exactly. Yeah, that was a great, that was a great sale. I mean, people were stupid if they didn't buy the Nova Pro at, you know, 200 bucks. I, mean, I was so close to buying another one because I just love that machine, but my wife's like, you already have four. So, yeah. You know, four, well, four I've, I've, got, I've got six circulators <laughs> and I don't need another one, but you know, I should have bought some for Christmas gifts because you know, out of all the Anovas, that's my favorite. I've been, I mean, that was fun at the summit, for, you know, getting to meet some of these new companies. I mean, I love the Vacmaster I have. I love the Vesta circulator I have. It, there's some just awesome equipment out there. Um, and of course, you know, PolyScience is, is amazing to use as well. So I still um, have the, that was the first circulator I got was um, PolyScience sent me a, one of their units back when I was just a fledgling blogger nine, 10 years ago. And I still have it and it still works just as good as it did the first day that I took it out of the package. It's amazing that a decade later, it's still it's crazy plugging away. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of people, especially the new people or I mean, Facebook's Facebook, people look at dollar signs and it's not just to eat. It's on grills and everything. Yeah. They'll look at dollar signs and think, and I see this on, you know, I just did a video cause I, I, I broke down and bought the, the Inova container. Um, you know, I, I had some Lapavi stuff and I just said, you know, I really wasn't going to spend the money on it, but, more I thought about it, I said, you know what, I really want to get that just so I can see, 
how much better it is than a, you know, the Lapavi thing, which is not made for sous vide. It's, you know, pretty much a storage container that they have a hole in it. And, um, I actually really like it, but, um, but people will sit there and complain, Oh, $70 for a container. I can just, you know, use a stock pot. And it's like, yes, you can, you know, but this was literally designed for sous vide. And there's a lot of things that are thrown into this that you would pay extra for if you just buy one of those Lapavi containers that aren't much cheaper. When I do reviews, I, I break it down by this is why this is, this does this, this is that, and this is why I like it. This is why I don't like it. You know, I, I try to be as honest as I can and just show the practical reasons why this is more expensive than a, a plastic food saver that, yeah. that only costs $70 for a reason, guys. You know, it's yeah. not built to last like the poly science, you know, the $50 cheap Chinese, you know, Inco Anko brand that just showed up on Amazon last week is not a poly science and it's not going <laughs> to last as long. It's not going to be as accurate. So the one that literally boils your food when you're not looking, Jason. <laughs> yeah. I was doing some lovely uh, circulator testing last week, I guess it was. And I was actually being interviewed on a podcast and then I heard boiling water behind me and I didn't have the stove on. And then I heard just incessant beeping and the circulator that I was testing malfunctioned. It brought it to a boil. And so I had a tri-tip, uh, flat iron steak and something else in there. So all three of them were now well done instead of <laughs> medium rare. And there was, you know, 40 or $50 worth of meat in there. Cause there was, I was cooking for the week. And if I had, you know, bought that for $50 to save $50, I would have not had a circulator anymore and I would have ruined $50 worth of food. Yeah. I could have just got a, a high quality circulator to start with. Exactly. Thank God the media didn't get a hold of that though. Could you imagine they they're boiling in a bag? It's real. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's fine. I mean, you have that whatever in like I said, you know, you're always going to have that kind of stuff, but um it just makes it cracks me up sometimes and people will argue over the silliest things, but you know, that's the internet, I guess, but <laughs> I like having a company behind the equipment that I'm buying, you know, Amen. that there's poly science is a company that cares about their brand. Yeah. Same with Anova and backmaster and Vesta yeah. and jewel. Like these are all companies. They aren't just tr things that are being drop shipped by random people trying to make money on Amazon. They, you might like one better than the other, but you can always yell at Cole if Anova goes wrong because it's a company that cares about their brand. And you can yell at Dave for PolyScience and Eric for Backmaster. You know, they yeah. all they all have people out there that you can communicate with and complain to if you need to. And they're usually going to take care of you if there is an issue. Yeah. So that's that's the biggest thing. Absolutely. You know, to have somebody that's going to, you know, not just have the big presence, but also take care of you when, when you have an issue and, and make you feel warm and fuzzy, you know? So, um, but yeah, it's definitely worth, sometimes it's worth the extra price just for that alone. Yeah. Just to just, you know, yeah. Okay. It's probably very similar to this one. That's $40 cheaper, but am I going to, you know, have $40 worth of headache that I probably wouldn't have had with this other one. So. Yeah. Like most things, the cheap one works fine when it's working. Yeah. And when it goes wrong, which will probably happen more quickly with the cheap one, it's yeah. almost impossible to get fixed. Well, especially when it's your first circulator. I mean, I so there was a brand that shall not be named that is no longer on the market. Um, but I had bought one because it was the like the brand at the moment. Everybody was buying them, and I'm like, okay, I got to check this out. It's a pretty good price for Wi-Fi and all this. The first one I got uh, just kept going up and up and up, like the one Jason had, it just never stopped at the temperature I set it for. So I sent it back and they sent me a new one, finally showed up. I take it out uh, and I'm like, okay, this doesn't seem right. So I checked the temperature and it's 10 degrees off uh, from what it says it's set at. So I go to email the contact back and now their doors are shut. Well, I bought one of those for a friend of mine who was cooking chicken breast, uh, which is not something you want to play around with. And I'm like, go check the temperature right now and make sure, sure enough, it was off, you know? And he wouldn't have known. I mean, 10 degrees chicken, you can kind of tell from the color. But with a lot of things, uh, now your pasteurization times are off. And if I just told him, hey, cook it for this long and it's safe, 
and now but you don't realize the temp is 10 degrees off i mean that's a huge deal yeah, especially when it's a you know a precision cooking device, yeah. you know that's the whole thing with sous vide is precision cooking. I mean, half a degree yeah. is you know okay, but yeah, ten degrees. Yeah. I mean, I've had some. Like, yeah, I, I had some. You know, you know, Jason. I'm sure you get a bunch all the time where people send them to you. Well, try my unit. You know, it's like, all right, half of them go into garbage because that's the first thing I check. You know, I take my instant read. You know, I'll let it sit there for you know an hour, and I'll put my instant read in there. And if it's, you know, three, four, five, six degrees off, it goes in the garbage. I mean, it's just, this is precision cooking. It's not just heated up to whatever temperature, <laughs> you know, you want it to be. I mean, it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't get to the temperature it's supposed to be at, or at least, you know, within a half a degree or a one degree, then there's no sense in even trying to play with it. So, yeah. So Jason, you got some things going on with your, uh, your website and stuff too, right? Uh, with Amazing Food Made Easy. And then, uh, your uh, Facebook page. Yep. Got, um, got a few courses for people that are interested in learning about sous vide. Got the free sous vide quick, quick start course. Then we got the sous vide made easy. I think you have a link to that from, from your site as well. I think you're right. an affiliate for ours. Um, they're both the quick starts designed to take someone that, you know, you've had your sous vide machine sit in your closet for the last three months and you just haven't had time to get around to it. It takes you from being scared of it to having cooked two or three meals successfully. And it just simplifies the whole process. So now you feel comfortable moving forward with your machine. And the sous vide made easy is a paid video course. And it dives into a lot more details about the how you determine temperature, how you pick time, a bunch of different recipes, how beef works, chicken works, fish works. And it kind of steps you through from being a beginning to intermediate to being intermediate to advanced with your sous vide machine. Yeah, I think that's the, the biggest thing people need to get to understand when they first start looking at sous vide is what it can actually do. And instead of just looking at it, well, I can cook a good steak with it. I mean, once they start really playing around with the different proteins and how they can take, I just did a video that I'm publishing uh, right now because of the way, you know, the meat's going up in price, you know, everybody's, Oh, you know, cause all the uh, pack houses are, you know, shutting down. So meat is going up in price. So I'm doing a video uh, showing you how to use sous vide to take those cheaper cuts like chuck roast and top round and, a bottom round roast that, you know, normally you got to cook to death, you know, braise them and just, you know, get well done or they're really tough and use sous vide to make those cheaper cuts, you know, a lot more palatable and, and uh, more delicious and, and show you how to use it for that. And um, I think people don't really understand that they think it's a one hit wonder. I can make a good steak or I can make chicken breast, but it does so much more once you start playing around and then start mixing it with other cooking, uh, methods as well so yeah i had 40 hour chuck roast tonight for dinner with chimichurri and it was uh put it this way my 13 month old could eat it it was it was you know tender enough um and a nice medium rare so it, it's and even beyond that i mean dave's uh one of his presentations at the summit last year was called sous vide beyond steak and there is just i i think one of the most life-changing things i tasted at this at the summit was Korea's lentils the sous vide lentils, oh my gosh, they're amazing. Um, and I, I make those all the time now. So the, the things you can do with it are, are just so versatile. And you're right, a lot of people are very, um, you know, hey, it can do a steak, what else? Well, that's kind of what we're trying to show um, with the diversity of the conference con content because there's right. so much more. And it's precision cooking. And I think people don't, they tend to overlook that. I, I just did some um, black eyed peas where I used a sous vide to power soak the peas, you know, cause normally you gotta either you boil them and then let them sit there for a couple hours in the hot water or you soak them overnight, you know, in a pan and just let them sit there and soak up water. I used the sous vide to kind of power. So kind of mix the two together. You know, I, I yeah. put it at, you know, 190 degrees and for an hour and a half and it, it worked perfect, you know, um, just showing people how they can use that, uh, you know, for not just, you know, cooking a snake, you know, I used it to make it easier on me make it a, a, a batch of black eyed peas, you know? <laughs> so, yep. but, um, 
yeah, that's, that's what really gets me going too, is, is, is showing people that. And I think, I think that's, what's really why that, you know, it's not going to fall like, you know, like the George Foreman grill or the Instapot yeah. type thing. You know, it's not just a little one device that does one thing and then you, you throw it in the bottom of your, uh, you know, cabinet and never see it again. Yeah. Well, and the longevity in the restaurants and, you know, in the, the, the type of restaurants that it's been in, I mean, you know, Thomas Keller doesn't use a George Foreman grill at the French Laundry. Exactly. Um, they, there's there's certainly a lot that uh, that these chefs you know know that you know we're just starting to learn on the home cook side a lot. So, um, well, and people are still experimenting with it, and and yeah. I know that was one thing that Crea did last year where they showed all the different with the, uh, the different um, uh, liquids and stuff that they were doing with it, the extractions and all that kind of stuff. Oh so. gosh. The cryo, cryo concentration and stuff yeah. is amazing. Mind-blowing. So, Well, all right, guys. We've been out here long enough. I know you got families you want to get back to, but uh, I really enjoyed talking to you guys. So we'll do it again soon, and we'll make sure that we uh, you know, talk about the International Sous Vide Association's 2020 Sous Vide Summit, and I will post it up on my uh, blog and Facebook group and all that. And check it out down below in the description if you're listening here to make sure you uh, become a, be a part of the uh, sous vide summit that will be happening virtually this year. It's going to be a blast. Can't wait. Anything else you guys want to talk about before I let you go? I, I think, think we so. covered I think we covered everything. Yeah. Just excited to be on. Yeah, yeah. this is a lot of fun. Always, right. always fun to hang out with you. Well, I like talking, you know, we all like talking, but we're, we're sous vide <laughs> geeks. So, but, uh, I look forward to, you know, participating in the sous vide summit and seeing you guys, uh, virtually and, yep. uh, maybe someday soon we'll see you in person again. So I need yeah. to make it up. I need to make another trip up to New York and maybe we can get Mike to drive up North. <laughs> there Definitely. you go. All righty. Thanks again, guys. And, uh, I'll see you again on the next one. Thanks, Darren. Well, thanks again for joining us on the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. Make sure you check out the theisva.org to check out the International Sous Vide Association or sousvidesummit.org as well. Follow us again on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check out the Fire and Water Cooking channel on YouTube and the video podcast of this episode. Thanks for joining us, and I'll see you on the next Fire and Water Cooking Podcast.